in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, don't be uh, don't be too discouraged. Uh, <laughs> just oh boy, yikes! Uh, all right, let's focus on the positive. <laughs> uh, all right, look. Uh, Trump is still the leader of the party, and he can still take this country back. Absolutely. Am I disappointed? Yes, I am. Hey, we haven't even won the damn house yet, right? Is the house not yet official? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I uh, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I am, I am disappointed. I am New York, huh? Kathy Hochul, just look at her, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll sign up for more of this, huh? Huh? Look, I don't like the procedures when it comes to voting. I, um, no, 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 no. I'm going to say it, all right? You can still say these things. Jesus, are you, I, oh, God, I I have to tell you, it's, it's I'm, a, I'm a little bit nauseated by the whole thing. I really am. I'm, uh, I just had a bad feeling about this early voting. As I said, yes, as I said, actually, two weeks ago, what is up with early voting? I prefer one great big fat election day. One great big fat election day like it used to be. There's too much uh, susceptibility to fraud and coercion. President Jimmy Carter said it. If you're a Democrat, do me a favor, call me. Call me and let me know why the hell you voted for Kathy Hochul. Huh? Tell me what you, you saw in all this. Let me ask you, was it the... Um, was it the uh, the subway violence or the street violence? Which did you prefer? All right. What made you actually pull the lever or fill in the microscopic oval for Kathy Hochul? I, I, I really was it her leadership? Was it her charisma? What is it about? What, what, what were you looking for? Hmm? Um, you know, there are some bright spots. I uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, DeSantis. Good for him. Hey, J.D. Vance, that guy's going to be president someday. I like him a lot. I noticed that there were solid red victories, solid red victories in the states that have figured out and figured out a long time ago uh, provisions for absentee voting and mail-in voting. You know, that's a very complex operation, and they set it up a long time ago. Florida had that problem with the hanging chads. They said, okay, we're going to fix this, and it went back to 2001, 2002. They set up commissions. They set up special offices for that stuff. They studied it. Now they have world-class vote-by-mail programs. So does Ohio. They had some um, confusion in 2004, and they said, okay, we're going to fix this. Um, And guess what? Those are overwhelmingly red states. You know who we can blame in part? Young people. Oh, yes, those 20-somethings. So for a long time, everybody said, we've got to get the young people to vote. And they would never show up. It was just a perennial issue. Every four years, how do we get the young people more engaged in politics? And and then there would always be a story about how the young people, the 20-somethings, are really interested this time around, but they would never actually show up. Well, over the past couple of cycles, uh, they've been increasing in turnout, all right? And now they are a major, major force, all right? And they seem to all vote to the left. And, um, you know, when you're in your 20s, you are, by definition, inexperienced and a little bit stupid, just like I was. Um, you know, what the hell did I know? I voted for 
What did I vote for? I voted for Bill Clinton because some girl I was hanging around with, you know, I, I thought it was, yeah, okay, I was in love with her, and then I voted for Bill Clinton as a result. That's how deep a thinker I was. I hadn't bought a house. I had never, you know, applied for a job in the in corporate America. I was just a newbie. I was I didn't know anything, and most young people don't know anything. They know what's trendy. They know what's cool. Now, why did that happen? How did it happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened basically because of social media. You know, I still remember in the, when I was in the Marine Corps, 1994, there's this person still goes around telling the story. They tell the story about how when they first met me, you know what I was doing? They couldn't believe it. They walked into the house. She was dating a, a friend of mine uh, who was also in flight school. And she comes in, and there's Greg Kelly. And what is he doing? He's reading the newspaper. And she said it was, I've never seen anybody my age reading the newspaper. It was such a kind of unorthodox, bizarre uh, thing to do when you were 25 years old. Um, Now, well, nobody actually reads the newspaper even today. But it's all been digitized. It's all online. People don't necessarily read the stories the way we used to. But it's all in this digital whirlwind that we all live in. And 20-somethings, it's been secular. It's, 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 it's been popularized. It's been mainstreamed. Everybody is kind of, it's all part of the source, from the Desperate Housewives to uh, Biden to Trump to, uh, you know, weed legalization. It's all part of the same digital six stew that surrounds us all the time. And everything, because we've chased God, or we've tried, so many have tried to chase God out of the public square, right? Uh, you can't talk about God anymore, but hell, let's talk about pol- the new religion, politics, men, men, secular is it men and women, right? When will they let you down? All the time, all the time. When will God let you down? Never. And he knows what's going on. This is all happening for a reason. Um, but now young people are voting. And um, I saw a little study today that said if the young people, and I hate saying young people, what do I say, 18 to 29-year-olds? Um, if they did not vote the way they did, there would be a red tsunami. So they kind of neutralized the anticipated red wave. This is not Trump's fault, by the way. Everybody, uh, all, all kinds of rhinos calling me, you know, Trump is done. Trump is finished. Oh, yeah, yeah. DeSantis is now the leader. No, that's not true. If anything, it tells us that we probably needed more of Trump. Uh, how can that be? You know, you and I talk about Trump a lot. Uh, but, you know, he's been chased out of, uh, well, kind of every, he's been deplatformed. Where can you fly? Hey, be honest with me. Do you have truth social? So I want to hear from a Democrat right now, and I want to hear from somebody who literally has truth social. I don't have truth social. I don't know how to find it. I guess I got to download it. I don't want to come up with yet another password. I have no intention to download truth social anytime soon. When Trump puts something up on truth social, it gets reposted on Twitter. Then I see it. Nobody takes his rallies anymore. Newsmax does. Uh, right Side Broadcasting does. The Cracker Barrel Channel does. Uh, but everybody else ignores it. He comes on TV even last night. And even Fox News, they ignore him. They downplay him. He makes, you know what he makes? He makes Rupert Murdoch really mad for some reason. And they've had it out for Trump for a long time. They want nothing to do with that guy. So where are we? What does it mean? Number one, I don't ever want to hear the name Kevin McCarthy ever again. Kevin McCarthy is a lightweight. Kevin McCarthy is a career politician who's in it for all the wrong reasons. 
I am sick of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I think he is done. I, I go back to uh, selling cars or insurance or whatever the hell it was he did in Bakersfield, California, but he is not meant for this stage. What else? Why? Why? Why am I turning my back on Kevin McCarthy? Well, he's the one, by the way, after January 6th, who said Trump should resign. He had two weeks left in office, and he's saying Trump should resign. I, I, I think he needed to resign as majority leader, right, or minority leader, whatever the hell he is, right then and there. He is the he is the minority leader of the House of Representatives. If we eke this out, he'll be the next speaker. I don't think so. You know who I want? Steve Scalise. I want Stephen Scalise. That guy has literally been under fire. Now I know that Kevin McCarthy has played all kinds of games with the money. You know, we're going to put money behind this one. We're going to put not put money behind that one. We have nobody of gravitas. You know, we have Trump, but Trump was marginalized. I, we already went through that. So who was the person on the Republican side who could counter uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Who was the person of stature and authority who they went to? Because, you know, the, the president, they cover his every move. Every, well, they don't cover his every move, actually. Every time he gives a speech, they cover it. But when he bumps into a wall or says something stupid, uh, they ignore it. They cover it up. Yeah, we can find it on Twitter. I'll talk about it on my show. And as many people watch my show, you know, it's it's just one show. It's just the Greg Kelly show on Newsmax. Um, that's it. Tucker. You got Tucker. Massive audience. But... It's still a very, very small percentage of Americans who are watching. And you got to go out of your way to engage um, conservative media. If you're just going along with your life, you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, democracy is hanging by a thread. Oh, gosh, the women's right to choose. We are taking a... Ooh, you're going to be susceptible to all that stuff. Uh, politically minded people, and there are a lot of us, but, you know, we're not a majority. Those who listen to talk radio... Those who listen to uh, Mark Levin, one of my favorites, you know, it's just many, many millions, but not a majority, not a majority. Most people are going about their lives. I don't really don't blame them because that's their right. And that's kind of the way it's supposed to work. Go about your life, you know, hope for the best. I got to What do we do? Do we have to radicalize some people, get them on board? Um, everybody's smoking dope and checked out. By the way, they just legalized marijuana smoking in two more states. Two more states that don't need it. Um, Missouri and Maryland. Maryland, which includes the thriving metropolis of Baltimore. Anybody ever see The Wire? Isn't that uh, where Balt- The Wire is in Baltimore, isn't it? Well, it's a, it, take a look at it. it it's, it's like nuclear winter. And the last thing they need is uh, more people getting high in Baltimore. Now it's legalized. They also have a new governor named Wes Moore. Um, interesting resume. Uh, not much of one, but check certain boxes and, uh, ooh, what an impressive young man. Let's make him governor. <sighs> Trump is still the leader of the party. DeSantis, yeah, tremendous victory. And again, they've got their act together as far as voting. Same goes for Marco Rubio. I will say a couple of what, what are the bright spots? You know, hopefully, hopefully we actually take the the house. Will we? I don't know. I I, I don't I don't know yet for sure. I I, I mean I assume, but they haven't called it yet. Too many outstanding races. 
The Senate is pff, we we have no idea. Is, is Herschel Walker going to go down? It looks like he just might. I can't believe what happened to Dr. Oz. You know, if you just sit around, uh, they'll send you a ballot in uh, in Pennsylvania. I'm just talking to somebody about this. They have a system. If you check the block in 2020, they'll send you a ballot automatically. Just sit around and the ballot shows up. So a guy with short pants, a, a full-grown man, a 52-year-old man who wears short pants in November, just got elected to the U.S. Senate, and a cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Oz, loses? No. You know, the only one I know who wears short pants in November is Bart Simpson. That's the only one. Bart Simpson and and uh, and Fetterman, who can't complete a sentence. Fetterman has big problems, but it didn't matter. Joe Biden and uh, Barack Obama went there. Hey, did did anybody remember the Wawa that was overrun in Philadelphia? You would, you would go with the Democrat establishment. Something... I'm, look, I'm still coming to terms with it. I'm still trying to figure it out. What does it mean? Where do we go from here? I don't have all the answers yet. I don't know if anybody does. I do. There are a couple of things, though. Donald Trump is not finished. <laughs> no way. Uh, do not count him out. How many times do they count him out? You're going to count him out now? Wrong. Uh, young people, yeah, uh, they made the difference. Uh, big tech, undoubtedly working against us all the time. That's what they do. You know, I can't talk about election fraud. I feel they they want to arrest us. They literally want to arrest. Remember what they did with Hunter Biden. This is the most corrupt regime ever. Hey, look at the Paul Pelosi case. You can you bring up questions about the Paul Pelosi case. They want to call the police. All right. I know. I know. This is a tough one. We're going to figure it out. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Congratulations to all the new members of Congress from Long Island, all Republicans. That's very, very good. Congratulations to uh, Congressman Michael Lawler, new Congressman Michael Lawler from uh, the Hudson Valley. He beat that nasty Sean Patrick Maloney. Ooh, that's good. That is good. Oh, and bye-bye, Beto. I think we're done with Beto O'Rourke. Uh, that's it, right? You can't lose. It's kind of understood in politics that uh, you can lose once, but you can't lose twice. You certainly can't lose three times. Three times and you're out. The only one who defied that was, uh, as far as losing twice, Nixon lost twice and was able to come back. Uh, but when you lose three times, I can't think of anyone. Well, someone's going to whip out a copy, whip out what, did Lincoln lose like three times? All right. Uh, anyway. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is no Lincoln, so let's go through it. He lost for, um, he ran for president, the ultimate act of hubris. Who the hell was that guy? And then he ran for senator, and he lost that, and now he's lost for governor, and uh, that's it. Beto can go back to doing, you know, just kind of inundation above ground level, somewhere in this area from North Palm Beach all Uh, the way up past. Bye bye, Beto. Remember when he wins? You can see those wins already press conference and everybody was so upset about the hey wait a second teddy from yonkers are you kidding me you actually voted for uh no no teddy i'll get back to you in babylon i want to talk to the teddy in yonkers right now you voted for kathy hochel huh are you serious or what you screwing with me anybody who says that must be screwing with me um all right we'll go back to the teddy in babylon yes teddy 
Uh, Eddie, Greg, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so uh, both uh, I woke up to a daymare today. Not a nightmare, but a daymare. Uh, both you and I have flown planes. You know what balls to the wall means? Yeah, just going all out, you know, like just yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's that, it's that ball on the side, uh, your left side. So both my parents are blue dog Democrats, but they voted against party lines. My mother, an election supervisor, would go around. You know the old bowling machines? You click those uh, gray handles. You tell me, Eddie, we got to go around back, and there's a Republican, there's a Democrat, there's someone else. we got a clipboard. We take down all the digital numbers. And then it goes in a suitcase. And then my mother's driven to the police department. And that's the way it goes. And the police keep it safe. They bring it to I'm where sorry, wait. you got to talk again. Forget – I'm still thinking about balls to the wall and your description of it, with which I, I – Wait, what? Now, what's yeah, the deal? What's the deal with voting? What What are you saying? Well, back in the day when we had the old voting machine. Yeah, we prefer with, that. With, we yeah. obviously, we prefer that machine. And what did you say about the police? Uh, so my mother was an election board supervisor. And you had to go around to the back of the machine, and all everything was digital. You'd see all the numbers, and you had to write it down on the clipboard. There was a Republican, there was a Democrat, there was an independent there, all to check on each other. I don't think it was uh, digital. It was mechanical. Well, yeah, it was mechanical, but like a, a digital odometer. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, the, the click, like an old right. clock radio. And then she was driven to the police department, first precinct here in Suffolk. And she had to deliver the results to the policeman. And they brought it to the proper uh, political authorities. You know what? Is that why? I wonder if that's why it's called precinct. You know, the precincts are reporting, the precincts. Anyway, obviously it was better then, right? Is that what you're yes, saying? Greg. Uh, it was safe, and now I don't know where. Where do your votes go through Cablevision? Yeah, I know, and I put I, I, exact. It's it, it's no, and I uh, I fear what this means. I mean, uh, fear. Look at what it's brought right now, right now today. Kathy Hochul. Seriously, I'm very curious about uh, anybody who voted for Kathy. You let me know. You let me know. All right, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. All right. Good for Ron DeSantis. Reelected with, wow, he won by like two million votes. Give me a little bit more of uh, Governor DeSantis. Cut two. Now, while our country flounders due to failed leadership in Washington, Florida is on the right track. I believe the survival of the American experiment requires a revival of true American principles. Florida has proved that it can be done. Maybe I should go down there for good. <laughs> it's a great place. It's a great place. Hey, Marco Rubio also uh, trounced it. Everybody on the January 6th committee lost uh, just about. Here's uh, Marco Rubio uh, fresh off his uh, million-vote victory over Val Demings. Ooh, Val Demings. So many magazine profiles about Val Demings. Mm, Val Demings. Nope. Cut three. Obviously, I'm grateful for winning an election, but I'm really grateful for all the blessings I've been given, the friendships, obviously the family, this extraordinary honor to represent this extraordinary state, and the chance to be a citizen of the greatest country in the history of mankind. 
The people in this country are going to vote for the people that fight for people like them. They're going to vote for people that are going to fight for people that care about being safe, that don't want drugs coming across our border, that don't want illegal immigration running rampant into our country. But my job, first and foremost, is to care about what's happening in America, because the best thing we can do for the world is make sure that America is strong and safe and prosperous. That is the greatest gift we can give our fellow men. Wow. He really speaks fast, huh? It sounds like another era. It sounds like he's... It's like a speech from the 1930s or something. Anyway, good for him. Good guy. Uh, although he's he's always he looks so young. He looks like he's in eighth grade. It just he, he very much resembles one of my cousins. Um, anyway, so Donald Trump also spoke last night. Did you know that? I didn't because it wasn't on any of the channels, practically. <laughs> yeah, everyone's trying to blame this on Trump. He was censored. He was deplatformed. You can't find him on social media. You can't find him on traditional media. He's out there every day. We talk about him. I think about I go out of my way to find his content. Uh, but if you're a regular person, you're not hearing about him. Uh, and here he is. Uh, he spoke at Mar-a-Lago. Cut four. In Ohio, J.D. Vance is now leading 52-47. And we had an incredible rally last night in Ohio. And you saw that in Florida, Marco Rubio, we had an unbelievable rally for Marco the night before with the heaviest rain I've ever been involved with. <laughs> I was up there. It was beautiful. Everything. This is the tropics, right, Florida? It was so beautiful. It was the most beautiful night. And all of a sudden, it turned deadly dark. And it was like you had massive pails of water that just fell on top of me. We went through the worst storm, but we gutted it out. I had no teleprompters. We had 45,000 people out there. We had no teleprompter. And I said, I wonder what Biden would do right now. But we, <laughs> we gutted it out. And it was amazing. But Marco had a fantastic evening at 58 to 41. That's really, that's really tremendous. That's as of this moment. Katie Britt, I want to congratulate Katie Britt. We endorse Katie. I, where did he uh, – I'm told that he snubbed DeSantis. I didn't hear any DeSantis snub. Oh, it, did he not mention him or something like that? Is that it? Uh, you know, whatever. You know, these guys – there's friction there. I understand. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. Still weighing this. Still weighing what it means and where we go from here. Um, number one, protect your family. Absolutely. I'm not relying on the government for nothing, including my personal security. I just, wow. Uh, this city was engulfed by chaos. And Kathy Hochul, and you know what? Cuomo just stood on their freaking asses while it happened. They just watched it burn. They watched it burn. Hey, Jamal, they watched your city burn. Jamal from the Bronx, welcome back. How are you? First of all, good afternoon. I know you're so depressed. I have three sentences for you. It's not a hoax. It's not a fake news. Hey, calm down. Hey, don't, don't do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do, hey, Jamal, you guys Jamal, Jamal, Jamal. Hello. You started this with good afternoon. Uh, number one, it looks like we're going to take the House. Number two, we could still take the Senate. Um, but actually, Jamal, you lost. You lost. I know your candidate, your preferred candidate won, but ultimately you lost, Jamal. You oh, and your on, county, Nick. your county in the Bronx, you guys lost. Absolutely. 
you people, and by you people I mean Democrats, seem to be totally fine with young people of color killing young people of color. I am not. I am not, Jamal, especially in your county, Bronx County, which is the poorest county in the state and has one of the worst crime rates in the world. And here you are celebrating that dim-witted Kathy Hochul is going to be, who does not want to and cannot because she is owned by the woke left. You're happy. So actually, you lost. We all lost. But especially you, Jamal, because you live in the Bronx. I don't live up there. I agree. I have a question for you. Where was your outrage when 10 black people died in Buffalo? Where was your outrage, Greg? Your side. Tucker Carlson made a joke of it. Tucker Carlson did not make a joke of it. That's the problem with me. That's the problem with me. I understand. Selective outrage, right? Selective, right? Now, look, we. I have a question for you, Jamal. How many black children in America are born without a father? Take a guess. What percentage? Uh, let me tell you that. It's about 42%. You're wrong. Exactly you're, actually, you're, you're actually wrong. It's double, no that. It's, no double that. It's, it's double that. It's double that. It's 75%. And you want to know where my outrage is when it comes to black people killing black people. It has been on display. Now, look, any violent loss of life is awful. And I do decry it. And nobody was minimizing what happened in Buffalo. But it is fascinating that the color of the gunman seems to be the determinative aspect as to what receives attention and what doesn't. As awful as that was in Buffalo, that was not, it's not a systemic issue. It's not. Deaths with semi-automatic murders performed with semi-automatic weapons. It's not systemic. Those are outliers. Handguns that you can conceal. I don't know where you live in the Bronx, but you are probably (laughs) within one square mile of you. If you're not in Riverdale, you're probably, I'd say, 500 guns with uh, 500 illegal guns. You're surrounded by them, Jamal. You're surrounded. I'm going to tell you what I So mean. you you lost. You where do you live up there? 238 and Broadway, right in the danger zone. Uh, 230. That's not really the danger zone. That's not the danger zone. You're damn near close to Yonkers up there, aren't you? 238 and Broadway. That's not the danger zone. That's Manhattan College. That's Riverdale. I'm not moving up there, Jamal. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you're not exact. That's not Fort Apache, the Bronx. I know where you are. And um, uh, I think you've got, uh, hey, you know, you got another Jamal, Jamal Bowman. He represents you in Congress. Another defund the police. You really believe that, too? The police are the problem, Jamal? You think the the cops the cops have been, you know, part of the problem. They're keeping you down. They're the that ones you got to be afraid true. of. Are you afraid true. of the cops, Jamal? No, I am not, and I do not like the people they say defunding the cops. So here we go. See, you don't know me well enough. I have a problem with your side because you guys live in that universe that you're still thinking 
the election was stolen when there were 18 names on the same ballot. So if I want to steal the election, why would I steal only one column? I would have steal all the 18 ballots. You would have, huh, Jamal? Well, you see what I mean? Case in point, Jamal would have stolen everything he could have gotten his hands on. Jamal, you would have you, you just would have kept stealing and stealing and stealing. You would not have been satisfied with stealing the one. No, By I the way, excuse me, hold on a second. I actually have not said the election is stolen. I have grave concerns about the fairness of the election, especially in Pennsylvania. And Jamal, I could give you the rest of the afternoon. You cannot summarize. Well, let me ask you this, Jamal. In the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's constitution there are two ways to vote. Do you know what the, what what ways? Can you describe those ways to vote? I said it's pleasure. All right, you don't know. 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 Anyway, Jamal, uh, you're the one who lost. You're the one who lost. And not only you, how many people live in New York? 20 million people lost. There are a lot. There are going to be fewer people because they're getting the hell out. They just elected a unaccomplished dingbat to be governor. And I do have concerns, quite frankly, about this, about the little oval that they made me fill out, the ovals, ridiculously small ovals. And, you know, when you have the president of the United States running around saying, if his party loses, democracy loses, that somehow I, we, make America great again is a threat to democracy. Anyway, Jamal, I usually appreciate it when you uh, call in. And uh, we'll catch up some other time. Uh, All right. What is the latest? Gosh darn it. I said I didn't say anything. Uh, I just wanted to. How do we feel about Kevin McCarthy? I'm sorry. I think it's time for Kevin McCarthy. And here's something else. There are some Trump endorsed candidates and they love the endorsement. And then they ran away from Trump. And one of them is that guy Bulldog in. New Hampshire, It's he had grave concerns about the election, and then he ran away from it. No, the election was fair. He should have handled that question the way I just did. He could have handled it like me. Instead, uh, he didn't. He, he allowed people like Jamal to dictate the terms of what he was going to say. Jamal in the mainstream media. John in New Jersey, hello. Greg, thank you for speaking with me. Uh, you're 100% right. I, I want to make a comment and ask a question. Um, when we need, this country needs Trump, and they the country don't know it yet. But we also, like you said, I heard you on the radio just a few minutes ago, said you don't know where we're going to go now. We need to get closer to God, the whole country, the whole world. But right now, our country is is concerned most important. If we let Biden and the Democrats do what they want, which that's what they've been doing and they continue doing, then this country will get it will get worse, and we we will eventually have to have a civil war. To straighten it out. That's why we need to get closer to God and put it in his hands. And that means we have to wait on God. 
You see, these elections, I believe just what you believe. There were shenanigans or whatever you want to call it, name calling what they did. They did it this time again, too, with with the media not putting out the truth about the, the Democrats were Biden I know, and his son I know, and all the I other know. things. I, I totally I look, I agree with you. I I I I don't think we're gonna see a civil war. Uh, but I agree with you. And God, you know, the only people who bring up God, I noticed lately, Pete Buttigieg and Adam Kinzinger. And how do they bring up God? They use it as a weapon. You know what I mean? For any of you who call yourselves Christians, how dare you be with Donald Trump? You know, that kind of crap. They don't talk about the joy and the peace and so much that is available through Christ. They don't talk about any of that because it doesn't interest them. They just use it as a talking point to uh, diminish people. Oh, look at that person. They're a hypocrite, like that kind of thing. They don't talk about... The good word. And quite frankly, I don't talk about it enough. And you know what? With the kids and this and that, I I have not been reading the Bible as much as I should be. And uh, we have to get closer to God, each and every one of us. I do believe that uh, the secular left has no interest, no interest in God. They are anti-God, so many of them, so many of them. Did you have a question, John? Yes, I have a question. This for all of us. Uh, we not only have to get close to God. All right, we John. I need the question because I got to go in a moment. Okay. Why can't uh, every one of us, you know, Democrat, Republicans, yeah. say that when we we will, whoever gets elected to be, say to them, each of them, when they going. This sounds like a rhetorical uh, question, but that's okay. What's up? What do you want to say yeah, to them? Well, why can't we say, if you are saying this, that you're going to do this and do that, and you, you give them enough time to do it, and you see what we're seeing with Biden done to this country, right. then they have to resign automatically. All right. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. And uh, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> it's not going to work that way. But they have to resign automatically. That's a, You're biting off more than you can chew. But I understand you're frustrated. So am I. So am I. But maybe we're overreacting. There is a possibility we're overreacting. All right. We're going to straighten this thing out. We're going to make sense of it. And we're going to go on from here. And you know what? That is the ultimate secret that John just told us about. Get closer to God. He'll make everything great. Everything better. Be right back. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm going to send a text message to, um, you know, I have some celebrity friends now. And one of them is J.D. Vance. The guy just won. He creamed, <coughs> excuse me, Congressman Ryan by like, was it double digits almost? Um, cut 11. J.D. Vance, former United States Marine, venture capitalist, a very successful author. Uh, cut 11. Now the new United States Senator from Ohio. Cut 11. Really, I, I cannot say thank you enough. I cannot express possibly in words how grateful I am first to the people uh, on, the, on this stage with me. And I just want to say, uh, you know, 
you can't do this without your family's support. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to, to, to Mike DeWine and John Houston. I'm so grateful to Bob Paduchik for helping us cobble together a unified Republican team. And we won. And we won big, ladies and gentlemen. What an incredible thing. Oh, my Lord. Um, and, and, and I got to say, of course, I had so much fun going around campaigning with all the statewide officials. I had all right, so that's much. Enough. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> all the statewide officials. Did you really have a lot of fun doing that? Uh, that guy could be president someday. Did Fetterman? I can't believe Fetterman. Fetterman. A grown man in short pants. Cut nine. We launched this campaign almost two years ago. And we had our slogan. It's on every one of those signs right now. Every county, every vote. Every county, every vote. What the hell does that mean? Who cares? And that's exactly what happened. We jammed them up. Jammed them up. Well, um, it's he's lying, actually. He's not been running for uh, two years. He's been running for 20 years. A career politician. A bum, quite frankly. Hanging around, making, he got paid like $120 a month as the mayor of Braddock. Used and exploited Braddock. And obviously you can't survive on $120 a month, so we got all this money from his mom and dad. This is mid-40s, and he's getting paid. He's on an allowance. Gail in uh, Staten Island. Hello? Hello? You're on the air. You talking to me, Gail? Hello? You're on the air, Gail. Oh, okay. Uh, Good night. Oh, All right, Gail, get it together. Call back tomorrow. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Marvin in New York City. Marvin. Yeah, well, I was born in the Bronx, and uh, I am a Korean War veteran. And apparently uh, my neighbors selected me for the Korean War. And I'm wondering why we let uh, the 19 years around uh, New York, for instance, um, use guns that they don't know how to use properly. Why can't we have another draft of our neighbors and get these 19-year-olds in the military? Well, Is there any reason why 19-year-olds can't get drafted? Have you taken a look at any 19-year-olds lately? Uh, do you really want them in the military? Hey, I will tell you this, and thank you for your service, by the way, Marvin. Although, um, I mean, uh, yeah, thank you. I Somehow, that, that does that seem a little corny to you, Marvin? When did people start saying thank you for your service? Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, too old for that. I'm uh, 91 and a half years old. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, they weren't saying it until very recently. But look, one thing I got to say is uh, those gangbangers do need marksmanship training. You know what I mean? Seriously. You know, better than midnight basketball and all that stuff. What about some basic marksmanship training for gangbangers? Seriously. We want you guys to use the – if you're going to use these guns – and if they're going to be everywhere, well, how about learning how to aim? Aren't you tired of missing your targets and shooting children? Um, I'm actually serious here. I think it would be good for the community, believe it or not, if they learned how to shoot the weapons they have. i got to take a break. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Yeah, I got reporters reaching out to me. Care to comment? Oh, boy, Donald Trump, right? It's over. It's over. Wrong! You're all wrong. You're trying to break up MAGA. It ain't going to work. We're not going to fall for it. Again, they're saying Trump... It'd be one thing if Trump were actually carried by the mainstream media. He's been deplatformed. It's hard to find Donald Trump anywhere. You can't find Donald Trump. They chased him off. Hey, by the way, right now I'm looking outside the damn studio. Got 75 crazy people on those e-bikes just zorched right on by. Lawlessness out there. They just went. You missed them. I was watching them, and they're gone. I almost got killed, by the way. I almost got killed, and my... It really scared the hell out of me. My... I. I was pushing a stroller across 42nd Street, and I, I I had the light. You know, I waited for the crosswalk, and you know, I'm crossing. And it's, I'm obeying the traffic rules, and I'm looking all over the place. And then a guy on a bike going about, I'd say, 25 miles per hour just missed me. I could tell. You know, he, he, he went through the light. And thank God he missed me to the right and not the left, because who was behind me? My wife with another baby. He could have gone either way. Then I'm like, you know what? I got to get the hell out of here again. No, my wife loves me. She's staying. But I wonder. I do wonder. It's, uh, what does Kathy Hochul bring to the table? How did that happen? How did it happen? Hmm? Now, I love Lee Zeldin. Now, I understand. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Not the most charismatic guy in the world. So what? Kathy Hochul, any great shakes? No. We rewarded we rewarded incompetence. To me, you go back and you look at what she said in the summer of 2020. All hell is breaking loose. What do we want? We want security. We want security for lives and property. That's what we want for gov- from government, although we do want our individual liberties maintained. Correct? Correct. What did she say her job was to do as the second highest ranked official in New York State? Her job was to sit on her ass and listen to uh, Black Lives Matter. That's what she said her job was. I'm going to listen to Black Lives Matter. My job is to listen to Black Lives Matter. Now, why would she say something like that? Probably because she's got a guilty guilty conscience or something about being a billion, a a millionaire. About being a millionaire. Really kind of screws with some people's heads, by the way. It's another reason. You get it, enjoy it. Don't. Just enjoy it. Share it. You can even flaunt it a little bit. But don't feel embarrassed by it. Because your embarrassment starts to, you know, you virtue signal and has a trickle-down effect. I I don't have tens of millions of dollars. But I'm going to lose security in this city because you, you feel like your own personal mission is to listen to Black Lives Matter. Oh, gosh. I Now, look, I have to say, I as devastated as I am that Lee Zeldin lost, the pollsters were not wrong about this. This is not like the pollsters totally screwed it up and they had it wrong. They didn't. Every poll I saw, just about, there's like two that had Lee Zeldin up, like a half point. But most of them had him down. Remember, the poll over the summer had him down 17 points. This guy had no shot, they told us. Uh, who else? I mean, I, 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 Dr. Oz. Uh, he was down almost in every single poll. Not fair. Not fair. Excuse me. I already told you about the young people. Sean Patrick Maloney is done. I like that a lot. 
Uh, DeSantis, good for him, but let's not get carried away. Election uh, interference, election shenanigans that should be on the table, but it's not. Mainstream media and big tech have uh, have chased those issues away. You should have run closer to Trump, not run away from Trump. And that goes for this guy named Don Bulldock. You know him? He was the Republican nominee in New Hampshire, a former Army general, and he ran a totally kick-ass uh, primary campaign. He was not the favorite, but he won. And during the uh, primary, he was raising all kinds of doubts about the election. You know what happened? Well, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy in the swamp got to him. You can't say that about the election. You'll make us look bad. And so he says, yep, uh, nope, it was totally legitimate. He could have done it like I do it. I have grave concerns about the fairness of that election. I don't think we'll ever know for sure who got the most votes. But I do know this. Votes were cast illegally, but they always would box him in. Do you think legitimately he was elected? He could have tried. I don't know, because I can't prove it. Neither can you. Neither can you, mainstream media phony. You can't. Wait a second. We got somebody uh, from Pennsylvania who thinks they know uh, what the hell happened here. Brian, you're in Pittsburgh. Welcome. What the hell happened out there? Well, with Oz, the reason Oz lost was a couple of New York City shillelagh-stroking knuckleheads. Shillelagh? Wait, wait, wait. Shillelagh? Shillelagh stroking knuckleheads? What's a shillelagh? You don't know what a shillelagh is? No, do you? It sounds perverted. No, no, I don't no. know it. Is it a hammer? Yeah. All right. Are you yeah, upset? Are you upset about Kathy Barnett? Yes. All right. I because look. I, I no, 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 no. Right. Brian, you'll listen to me for a moment. I'm sorry, but you know how I feel about Kathy Barnett. All right. And I don't think that Kathy Barnett. I don't make any apology for sticking up for people who I think have great merit, great integrity, personal ability. And I'm going to use whatever platform I have to support them. And that includes Dr. Raz. And guess what, Brian? This is America, and I'm allowed to do that. Just like you're allowed to stick up for Kathy Barnett because she fell for her story. Okay? Now, I don't know what you do for a living, all right? But I was in the military for nine years. And she was deceiving people about her military record. She was deceptive. That's my take on Kathy Barnett. Never met the woman, but I do met I, I do know and love Dr. Roz. And Brian, I think if uh your friend was right and if you think by the way they wouldn't have pulled the same crap with McCormick or Barnett. Well, I can't help you, Brian. But thanks for calling. Cisco in Connecticut, you got something to say about Pennsylvania. Hey Greg, thanks for having me. Um I just wanted to say I heard the little cut that you said with uh, Fetterman's speech played yeah. here. So I took the time. I looked, listened to it for the eight minutes that it's up there. And um, I didn't hear no gas. Like, his stroke is getting better. I was kind of doubting. I mean, I hope he gets better if he did have a stroke. That good night thing with the stroke and all that. And now his speech yesterday or last night, it was better. No, I, look, I noticed in the clip there was nothing. Uh, there was nothing uh, particularly weird in it. The brain does heal. Let's hope he heals. But let's face it: in the moment of truth, there in the debate, he stunk. He stunk. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, one thing I'll say about Fetter, about uh, Kathy Barnett that I actually like, and what it says about MAGA, and this goes to the guy in Pittsburgh. 
Um, it shows that MAGA is the least racist movement around. Kathy Barnett happens to be a black woman. I am opposed to Kathy Barnett. I was opposed to Kathy Barnett because I had my preferred candidate, and I saw some uh, I saw some issues with her. But let's face it. I mean, hardcore. Uh, who's the guy? Doug Mastriano. I mean, hardcore MAGA, people who are even more MAGA than me, um, they love Kathy Barnett. Loved it. Loved her. And they were moved by the story. These are the least racist people in the world. Least racist people in the world. It's about ideas. And uh, anyway, that's what I'll say about that. Thank you, uh, Cisco. Uh, Where do we go next? Where do we go next? Oh, here's Kathy Hochul. Is she suddenly gubernatorial? Cut five. We'll build a state where families can afford to raise their children. We'll create good-paying jobs from Long Island to the city, the Hudson Valley, the North Carolina. All right, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Fortunately, the governor of New York, it's... um, it's not as important, actually, as sometimes we think it is. It's kind of a part-time job, believe it or not. It's something of a part-time job. You ever notice Cuomo, how he kept him? He was, like, always in great shape. I mean, you got to give him that, right? In great shape, always working on his tan. Because the job itself, it's actually, it's not that busy. There's not all that much to do sometimes. Hey, did Ron Johnson win in Wisconsin? That's fantastic. Cut 14. Thank you for staying up so late. I don't know about you, this is way past my bedtime. Um, so I just came out to, we've looked very closely at the numbers. Uh, we feel very confident that there's no way that uh, they can really make up that gap. Uh, but you know, I'm, not, I'm not going to, you know, declare victory until all the numbers are in. But oh. I just want to give you guys the, the sense that uh, this race is over. All right. Ron Johnson's great. He's really good when it comes to investigations. And he's not afraid of uh, uh, the media. He's not afraid of uh, anybody. And uh, I like him a lot. Hey, Governor Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the new governor-elect of Arkansas. This is the first father-daughter gubernatorial team in the history of the Ameri- of America, I think, right? It's never happened before. Uh, good for her. Cut 17. For us, this was a simple decision. The reason we started this journey nearly two years ago is because I absolutely love Arkansas. I love everything about it. About two years ago, I asked my parents if I could borrow their RV for a week. I still haven't given it back. More than 10,000 miles, 75 counties. Here we are. Hey, wait a second. Did Sorry, you... Mom and Dad, about all the miles. 10,000 miles in two years? That's nothing. <laughs> right? Did she say 10,000 miles in two years? Uh, that's not much driving. Okay, but anyway, she probably didn't have to do all that much driving. Everybody knows who she is. Uh, good for her. What a what a dynamic that's going to be, huh? Um, I'm, I'm great. All right, Don Bulldog again. He should have campaigned in the general election like he did. In the primary, I'm putting this out on uh, Twitter because 
pain in the neck reporters are trying to get me to say something bad about Trump, which I will not because I don't think that. I think that they should have embraced Trump more. And if Trump were more visible, if not his fault, by the way, if they showed Trump, if they uh, let him on television, if they let him on social media, uh, I, I don't think a lot of what happened would have happened, actually. How about that, huh? If they let Don Bulldog campaign, if he had campaigned in the general election like he did in the primary, he'd be a senator today. He'd be a senator, listen to Trump, not Mitch McConnell. Ooh, that's good. At Greg Kelly, USA. Give me a uh, give me a moment. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's not a good day. It's just not. It's not. And I still don't know how the hell things are going to shake out in the, in the, we, nobody does in the Senate and the House. Uh, but a couple, there are a couple of constants, a couple of, uh, big takeaways for me. Number one, young people, young people, young people, uh, 18 to 29 year olds, uh, they finally, finally turned out to vote the way, uh, political, um, the, the political class said they would vote in 1972. <laughs> yeah, in 1972, they were out protesting, burning stuff down, but they would never show up to vote. That was like an old people's thing. And it, it was like that for a long, long time. And it started to change in recent years. And now they are actually showing up. And I blame, look, it's not good or bad, but right now it's kind of bad because young people are pretty much, let's face it, dopey. Uh, social media uh, uh, brought them to the table. Suddenly, uh, politics was like a nerdy kind of thing to be interested in or uh, something that, you know, older people were interested in because it affected their lives more. I mean, <laughs> we know we're not going to live forever. We have concerns about the future. We have concerns about our children. And when you're 25, all you have concerns about really are yourself, selfish concerns. Um, and also it tends to be, for whatever reason, trendy and cool uh, to vote left when you are young and uh so now they're voting and uh that's uh that's a problem uh that's uh pro not a problem i mean they're entitled to i'm not saying we gotta you know raise the voting age i am definitely not saying that um if you're old enough to go fight for your country although very few people are doing that these days you are old enough to uh, vote of course um but this has got to be addressed this has got to be factored into the equation so that's one, the young people. Number two, this is not on Trump. Uh, Trump was banished from, he has been banished from social media and cable television. You can find him on, like, I think two networks. Uh, Newsmax, which is great and I'm proud of it. Love to work there. But, you know, we are not the predominant cable network. Uh, I think we're fourth. All right. There are uh, right now for the time being, and I think it's going to change. But at, at the moment, uh, Fox kind of, you know, is bigger than us and, bigger numbers and that that's that's the case we're kind of you know but we're catching up but it's going to take a while um we'd play those rallies and uh, i think right side broadcasting or i don't know the rural broadcasting or whatever you had to go hunting for it so they would talk about them but they would talk about them only derisively and this goes especially fox news folks i'm, t I'm telling you i'm done with them you should be too um, I see Kaylee McEnany is coming out and said Donald Trump should not declare for president uh, next week. If he wants to, he should. And you know what? He knows a hell of a lot more about politics than than um, Kaylee does. Now, I am going to say this about Trump, and I do hope um, 
do you remember Rocky? Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. You know, I heard Bill O'Reilly say the other day that Trump can do it, but he's got to change. There are a couple of things about him that he's got to change. Now, he is immensely talented. I love the guy. I love the style. I love uh, the policies. Um, but even, you know, even the very, very best, Tom Brady has a coach, right? I mean, Bill Belichick, those guys got along really great. I don't know who his coach is now, but I know that Tom Brady listens to him. He's got this training facility. Anyway, here's my idea. Um, in Rocky II, uh, you might remember that Sylvester Stallone uh, rematch with Apollo Creed, and he's working with Mickey, and Mickey gets him to switch. I guess he was Southpaw in Rocky One. He says, Rock, you got to... You gotta, you gotta switch. You got this bastard. We're gonna kill him with the right hand. You're gonna use your right hand. That's a bad Mickey, but uh, and when they came out, trained with his right hand, and uh, and he totally screwed up Apollo Creed. He's got to change it up a little bit. There are a couple of things, and I think talking to the left would actually work. I also I've had this idea that Trump could be a uh, president like Ronald Reagan wins states that only Democrats have previously won. I think that can happen again. I know it does sound like a total fantasy and maybe it is, but I actually see that. All right. Do me a favor. I got to take another break. Uh, got some data coming in. We may have a report uh, in a couple of moments, your calls and then uh, the Newsmax show shortly. I'll be right back. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Political eggheads were telling me uh, months ago that all Republicans had to do, they didn't have to do anything as far as the House goes. They just sit there and they'll win because of the gerrymandering or whatever. Uh, gerrymandering, by the way, I don't like just what a, what a system that is. Uh, but we're not there yet, <laughs> not by a long shot. You need 218 to take control. Uh, Republicans right now have 204. Uh that's it. That's it. How about that, huh? Um, let's see here. 204. Democrats right now have 176. And a lot of races are still too close to call, that kind of thing. Hey, Blake Masters, did he did he officially lose in Arizona? Ay, 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 yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. I guess, I don't know if that's been officially called, but it's not looking good. 66%, so they're still waiting, but that's a pretty significant deficit. Uh, what's his name? Blake Masters is down about 90,000 votes. Very hard to make that up. 66% reporting. Uh, we will see. <sighs> Carrie Lake, we still don't know about. Georgia, it looks like they're going to a runoff. Um, kind of expected that. Mm, let's see. Uh, Takeaways. <laughs> I, I, I just still up in the air, still up in there. So is the Senate. Um, but I guess if we win it all, it's still going to be significant. But in the short term, there is a lot of recrimination going on right now. And a lot of fakers, a lot of uh, fingers unfairly pointing at uh, Trump. Uh, we need more of Trump, not less of Trump. Now, I do. Again, he'll have to change his game. And I don't think he needs to broadcast exactly what that is. Um, and I guess I'm not even as well, but I do have some ideas on how to convince him 
to possibly change up his game and not only how he campaigns, but how he governs. It's going to be a bit of a test for Trump, you know, because he won 2016 by basically listening to his brain. He, you know, Greg, I got to tell you, I made all the right calls. I did. And I had people coming in here and they told me, and it's true. He did. He did the opposite of what everybody would tell him. And he won. Right. And, um, in the White House, in the White House, he has so many victories, so many victories. And everybody telling him the opposite or, you know, serving their own purposes. And so does he have a little bit of overconfidence? He might. Okay, welcome back, Sandra. How are you? Oh, hi. Good afternoon, Greg. How are you? I know you're okay. Um, I'm sad today because of Election Day. But I wanted to mention that I read this article on Sunday, and it said if Zeldin won, well, if he wins, it would help Eric Adams become a better mayor. And the insiders were saying that secretly Eric Adams wanted that because Zeldin would help him, you know, change the bail reform and all sorts of things. So now that he didn't win. Uh, you know, Eric Adams, forget about it. He's hopeless. All right. I wouldn't trust him. I was going to one of the first things I was going to do if, uh, if Zeldin won was have a sit down with him and talk to him about Eric Adams and how to manage him and not be sucked into, uh, you know, this 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 press conference uh, governing. All right. Governed by press conference. There is so much more to it. And just to really brief him on who Eric Adams is. And not let him be conned, because he'll say one thing in one room and another. And I know a lot of politicians do this. But the important thing to know about Eric Adams, a couple of things. Number one, um, he's stupid. Uh, He's a narcissist. And he's a racist. And he knows nothing about law enforcement. All right? So there's only so much you can do with a guy like Eric Adams if if you're Lee Zeldin. And unfortunately, we're not going to have that. uh, He's not going to have that challenge. I'm not going to have that sit down. Uh, although I will give him a call, and uh, I, I just I, look, he did a great job. He put it all on the line, literally. I mean, the guy was stabbed and shot at. All right, can you believe it? Anyway, Sandra, thank you very much. My heart is broken a little bit, but you know what? That's that that's that happens in politics. It does. It does. It happens. George Romney, Mitt Romney's father, actually said that politics will break your heart, and people make you promises, and they turn around, and they don't live up to their, uh, you know, just just happens. It just happens. It's just life, unfortunately. Uh, Mike and Wayne. Yeah. Hi there, Mike. What's up? Greg, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Just making sure. Um, the problem is everybody's running away from their state that they love, supposedly that they love. And this is why we're not garnishing the uh, winds in New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, because everybody's abandoning their states. How about staying fighting and voting for your state? Uh, you know what? I I, I, I I don't know about that, pal. I mean, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, stay and fight for your state. Well, you know, you got to think of your family first. I got to tell you right now, I've got more loyalty to my my family than the state of New York. All right. I'm telling you right now, uh, I don't feel, you know, I, I swore an oath to uh, America when I joined the military, you know, the United States Constitution, not the Constitution. Hey, by the way, you know what really drives me crazy about state politics? You know, everybody calling it, you know, um, uh, well, granted, staters don't believe that. And, you know, we here in the Badger State and you hear reporters saying it all the time, you know, um, in the Tanglewood State, in the transfer state. Yeah, it, it seems very phony to me. I mean, nobody ever calls New York the Empire State, right? 
You know, Empire State voters really know. So, Mike, I, you know, I think people got to do what's best for them. Uh, I'm going to look at the data and tell me if this is really a thing, if this is why, if this is why it's uh, tipping uh, blue all the time. Is it because people are leaving? Probably in part. Yeah. Uh, stay and fight. Eh. Yeah, I, I know that's not what you want to hear, and it's probably not what I'm supposed to say. But that's how I feel, Mike. I, uh, I'm i sorry about that. Um, yeah. Florida and New York, I mean, they're like brother and sister. It's been like that for a long time. And uh, that ain't changing. That uh, That's not going to change. Norman in Brooklyn. Um, hi, Greg. Yeah, I was with uh, last night. I was in Cipriani's with uh, Zeldin. I was one of those people on the floor there. And I'm a volunteer. I've been a volunteer for Zeldin and uh, against the mandates um, and for, you know, um, God apple and pie and uh, in America for uh, the last three years. And um, I think it's very depressing. Uh, it's a very depressing thing. And I am coming to the end. I really I'm feeling like you. Um, maybe it's time to abandon New York because I think it's hopeless at this point in this state. And I'm thinking of going to another place, possibly Florida. I don't know. But uh, I've I've fought a pretty heavy fight for the last three years with the, you know I, I marched with the police in the back in the summer of love and uh, you know and uh, I just uh, I feel like it's all kind of coming to an end here for New York State not for America but for New York State. Well, I hope you're wrong. I I, I feel the same way. I hope it turns around. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not going to talk you out of it. I'm not going to, you know, hey, come on, you got to stay here and fight it out. Uh, You got to do what's right for you and your family. And, uh, you know, uh, God forbid I talk you into staying and you get killed by an e-bike. You know, I mean, these guys are totally freaking crazy. And it's lawless and nobody can fix it. Maybe, look, Norman, I think we know some of the same people. Do me a favor. Don't make the move because you know what? I am going to be talking to pollsters a lot over the next week. I really want to see what went down in New York City. You know, let's face it. Everybody's got some baggage. I got a record. I want to see. I may take a poll or two. I will take a poll or two and just see how viable this is. Um, Zeldin losing is not a good sign for my mayoral prospects, but it doesn't mean the end. And um, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. So uh, stay tuned. I feel your pain. Uh, what do you do when you're not volunteering? Uh, I'm a trainer. I work in gyms, and, uh, you know, that's been kind of destroyed because I work in residential gyms, and um, most of them have closed. They don't allow outside people in Manhattan. They don't allow outside people because of COVID, even now. I mean, I go to buildings where they still the where the concierges still wear masks, Um you know, and that is not going to end now, especially because Kathy Hochul is the governor. Because she's going to probably lock us down soon as you know, and uh, you know, bring back mask mandates and do all that. That be- because nothing will stop her for doing it, and it works. It got her elected, and um, you know, the, the bad people have been rewarded, and now they're just going to continue being bad. And that's, uh, you know, um, uh, I've lost most of my clients. Half of them moved away. Um, I have clients that won't train with me anymore because they're fearful of COVID. Um, In my neighborhood, COVID is still very much 
um, but with guides their lives. Uh, in my neighborhood in Canarsie in Brooklyn, um, the most of the West Indian people here walk around wearing masks outside, even in the rain. <laughs> Jeez. That is that's really crazy. Uh, yep. Man, Norman, uh, how old are you? I am 59. And uh, I take it you're in good shape. You got to be as a no, trainer. No, I'm not in good shape. I'm in terrible shape. Wait, come I've, on. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Physically? I mean, when you show up, you're not fat, are you? Three, no, no. But for three years, for three years, I've been fighting. I've become a professional advocate, okay? Yeah. And my life has been devoted to fighting, uh, whether it was the cops, you know, with the with the back the blue, and that's fed into the mandate thing, and that's fed into their, you know, I'm fighting for freedom. Yes, I have uh, sacrificed a lot, and basically, I don't have a family, so you know, this has been, I've been a hundred percent fighting uh, for us, for America, you know, so that my country doesn't wind up the way my mother's country of Austria wound up after, you know, the annexation by the Nazis. And I, you know, I, I've been fighting for, you know, truth, justice in the American way. So that's, you know, uh, that's, uh, it's uh, taken its toll on my body and, you know, going, you know, and um, many of my friends in the anti-mandate movement also. So, well, you know, um, you know, as, as 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 we don't feel great right now, but I got to tell you, your story is kind of inspiring and beautiful at the same time. You know what I mean? And I think you're going to be you're going to be rewarded ultimately. And uh, life is, uh, you know, life is full of surprises. Hey, Norman, actually, you got to you're an interesting guy. What I'd like to do, if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on hold. I'd like to do a podcast interview with you. OK, is that all right? Would you be in, would you be up for that? Yes. All right. Good. Um Put him on hold and then text me all the information. All right, Norman, stand by, okay? Um, gosh, I never thought about that, by the way. You know, like the, uh, the personal trainers. I got to tell you, I had a personal trainer, and the first time there was even a ripple of economic uncertainty in my life, the very first thing you do is fire the trainer. <laughs> I mean, the very, very, very first thing you do. It's uh, it's it's the easiest thing to do. It seems like it's okay. Well, I could work out by myself. That's got to be a tough job. And also, um, you know, it's, it's tough not having an office. It's tough not having a place to go. You know, and then they got to hang around in the city. These are some of the questions I want to follow up on with Norman. I also have another great uh, uh, my the guy I the guy I worked with, but I couldn't after that economic uh, ripple. Um, uh, great guy. Great guy, and I learned so much from him. I got to follow up with uh, him as well, uh, Anthony. A uh, 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 great guy, and we—I had an amazing experience regarding the Tunnel to Towers run, and he was involved. And um, wait a second—is Anthony the name? Oh, jeez, I can't. I—I I, I got to look him up soon. Maybe I'll do those guys together. All right, one more. Mike is in New Jersey. Mike, hi. Hey, good afternoon, sir. Permission to come aboard. <laughs> okay, what's up? Sure. <laughs> hey, uh, I heard you say earlier that that uh, these need to learn how to shoot. That's a terrible idea. They get the first shot at the cops. What we need to do? No, my, is I mean, I know it's a, the six-year-old. All right, hold on. I mean, start arming the six-year-olds. Is that what you said? 
That's even dumber than my idea. Look, I was being somewhat serious, but somewhat facetious. It does seem like, I mean, if you ever see these guys, they don't know how to shoot. We see it all the time. They just, somebody's got to go into the neighborhood, you know, these the Barack Obama, those violence interrupters. You ever see those those guys who hand out the sweatshirts? You ever see those guys? I mean, seriously, it, it's shooting is not the hardest thing in the world to do. It's actually very simple. You could teach somebody to shoot in not a lot of time at all. So, I mean, practically speaking, is that going to happen? No. But wouldn't it be nice if gangbangers, if they were going to shoot somebody, they didn't shoot innocent bystanders all the time, especially children? I think so. Of course. Of course. Of course. All right. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, still still putting it all together. We have no conclusion, by the way, on the House of Representatives. Could you imagine, a, after all of this, if Nancy Pelosi remains the Speaker of the House? No, no, no. It's unthinkable, right? Uh, but we just don't have it yet. We don't have it. We, it's not done yet. Are you kidding me? And the Senate, of course, too. Uh, that is still up, up, up for grabs. Nah. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You know, they say abortion and the threat, the, the democracy hanging in the balance. Uh, I I am not one of these people who think, oh, gosh, we should not have uh, too bad Roe v. Wade. You know, maybe we just could have. No, I'm glad. I'm glad they made that decision. Uh, a society that uh, that condones that across the board, a nation that says that's okay. You know, we had the most liberal uh, abortion um, uh, tolerance in the Western world. I mean, who the hell else had uh, laws like we did? Uh, nobody. Uh, France is more restrictive. All of Europe is more restrictive. North Korea was more restrictive, for God's sake. I mean, this is all right. So I got to go across the street. I, I got to tell you, I am still processing things. Um, the youth vote is uh, the youth vote. Uh, you have, you have those crazy Generation Z, whatever. Uh, coming out and being all political—that's that's a that's a game changer. Uh, what else is a game changer? Um, the deplatforming of Trump turned out to be a really really big deal. Oh, by the way, getting back to the youth vote, remember when Joe Biden uh, <laughs> gave out all that money, something like a trillion dollars, student loan forgiveness? Yeah, I think that uh, enticed a lot of them into the picture. Should be a campaign donation. That was illegal, by the way, in my opinion. All right, uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Andrew in Stanhope, yes. Yeah. Greg, I'll try I'll try to cheer you up. Honeymooners quote, Norton says, they vote to take the wives on the fishing trip or to not take the wives. Norton votes twice. What's the matter with you voting twice? This way I could tell Trixie I voted for her going. <laughs> Remember that? He votes twice. Yes, it was funnier when Norton did it. No offense. All right, what's out? What else? Yeah, Jamal is terrible. He doesn't care about the black lives in the Bronx that are going to be lost at a higher rate because they have the. Uh, okay, Eno- their, how you know. dare you say that? I was trying to do a Jamal impression. Sorry, uh, sorry, Jamal. I got to work on that. What else? All right, That's wrap it up, man. Got to go. I was so appalled listening to him. He should care about his community and want a safer community. I agree. Like He's gloating. He's gloating that Kathy Hochul uh, uh, is governor and he lives in the Bronx. Uh, no, that's uh, it's bad for him. Bad for the Bronx. Bad for the state. Andrew, thank you. And uh, I feel bad. I got to turn this thing 
away from me because these numbers get so high. I pe- keep people on hold too long. Uh, Ernie in Porchester, and then that's it. Yes, Ernie. Hey, uh, Greg, I, I, I happen to feel oh. that this thing rigged again. And uh, I feel as though anytime they're using electronic machines, anything can be done with them. Uh, I share your concerns. I share your concerns. I really do. Um, and the early voting troubles me greatly. I, I just don't try. I put that little thing in there. And, um, you know, the election workers were nice, but one of them actually wasn't so nice. And another one gave me a funny look. And I'm like, uh, what the hell's going on here? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Ernie. I don't trust it. Jimmy Carter said, don't trust mail-in voting. Jimmy Carter himself and Secretary of State James Baker. Ernie, hang in there. Um, Last call of the day is Carmine in Long Island. Yes, Carmine. And Carmine, thank you. I did receive the book, although I found the first book you sent me. So now I have two books. Uh, By the way, to be honest, I'm a little bit – anyway, uh, thank you, Carmine. So what's up? Greg, Melania Trump said the Lord's Prayer at a rally, and I think if you – with your permission – so many people are discouraged. Fire away. I love it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that's how God taught us to pray right there. It's in the Bible. Thank you so much, Carmine. And you know what? we got to remember that part about, you know, when we ask God for forgiveness. And the next line is, and forgive those who sin against us, who trespass against us. Not enough forgiveness out there. We go around holding grudges and, oh, God, no, let it go. Forgive. Forgive. It's wonderful to make peace with your enemies. It really, really is. Make an enemy a friend. All right, that's it. Uh, that's it. That's it. Although we don't know a lot yet. It's still, it's not over. Okay, it's not over. I'll be back with you tonight on the Newsmax show at 10 p.m. And, of course, back here tomorrow at Greg Kelly USA. Oh, my book is available on Amazon. Justice for All. The pre-orders, they help a lot. Thank you so much. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.